Blog Talk Radio. A most pleasant good morning and welcome to the debut of Chatting with Rabbi Mike. Rabbi Mike will be here every Tuesday at 11. To make a note of this, please make a note of the following number two. The number is 323-870-4095. Every Tuesday morning at 11, come on back and visit with Chatting with Rabbi Mike. And now here's Robin Mike. Rabbi, good morning, sir. Good morning, and thank you so much uh, for this debut, and thank you for the opportunity to speak um, to this sure. audience. Uh, I hope that our audience is joining us from not only from our local areas in the Virgin Islands, but from hopefully all over the world as well um, to listen in. Uh, my name is Rabbi Michael Harvey, and I am the current rabbi of the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas here in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, and uh, it's been a it's a wonderful opportunity to speak this morning um, on this show, on this debut show. Um, so, um, ATM, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, don't be surprised if you get a call one day from England or Germany or the southwest of the United States. No matter where, because you're on the internet and listeners are all over the world. So in time, it will happen. Great. Great. So I wanted to just briefly talk about, uh, before we start with our topic for the show, um, a couple of things that I'd like people to know here locally about what's going on at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas. Sure. Uh, some upcoming events. Um, this Friday evening on Friday the 23rd at 6.05 p.m., we'll have what's called Learner's Minion. Learner's Minion, um, we take about 20 minutes to deconstruct a prayer that we say every Friday night. Services begin at 6.30, and it gives people an opportunity to learn about prayers that they've been saying their whole lives. Uh, maybe they don't know the history of it. Maybe they don't know uh, the origins of it, and this will give them an opportunity to have a little bit more clarity about the prayers that they say. So so many um, times we, we say these things, but we forget their history and forget what they mean. So we want to invite people. That begins at 6.05 at our historic sanctuary and, of course, Shabbat services at 6.30 p.m. On Saturday the 24th, um, this Saturday, is what we'll be speaking on today. Our topic of uh, the show today is Havdalah Slichot, Leil Slichot. And Slichot is spelled S-E-L-I-C-H-O-T, Slichot. Uh, and this is the first service of the Jewish high holiday season. Uh, most people believe that it begins with Rosh Hashanah, which will be the next year, uh, the next week rather. Uh, but uh, honestly, we are taught that this preceding month, the month of Elul that we're in, this is the time where we begin, the time of soul searching and reflection uh, to 
prepare ourselves for the days of awe and Rosh Hashanah. And the best way to do that community setting is to come to a Slichot service. I'm sure that synagogues around the world will also be holding Slichot services uh, Saturday the 24th. Ours begin at 6.30 p.m. And the first thing that we have to do before we can begin Slichot is have what's called Havdalah, the Havdalah service. And what Havdalah means is separation. And it separates Shabbat, the Sabbath, from the rest of the week. In Judaism, Shabbat, our Sabbath, begins on sundown on Friday evening. And it ends at sundown Saturday evening. So before we can begin the next week, a good week, Shavuot Tov, which means good week, we have a beautiful ceremony, which we call Havdalah, to separate Shabbat and the rest of the week. And what's really important is, no matter the liturgy that's ascribed to it or how you celebrate Havdalah, the best way to make, make a Sabbath day, a Shabbat day, and this is extends over any faith, make a Sabbath day special, is to make sure that you do separate it in some way from the rest of the week. Make it special in some way. Now, that could be having a special dinner. That can be a uh, game night with your family. That can be not turning on the TV or, or not turning on the computer or going to services or whatever it is, but the idea to make a day holy, to make it sacred, is to just separate it and make it different and to make sure that you know when the next week begins that that's uh, going to be a different week. So the Havdalah ceremony begins that evening, Saturday evening, but you can do, you can do the Havdalah ceremony um, by Jewish law until Tuesday the uh, week in the Hebrew calendar begins on Sunday rather than Monday. Uh, most of us start our weeks on Monday, but in Israel and in ancient Judaism, they began on Sunday um, because it was what's called Yom Rishon, the first day of the week. In contemporary American life, we know that Monday is uh, the first day of the work week, but uh, when you go to Israel, you'll see that they start a day earlier. So that's why when the Sabbath ends on Saturday night, we begin our week, a good week, on Sunday. So uh, Havdalah begins with some beautiful songs that uh, talk about how we can make this world a better place. But then we have four blessings that we're going to do that evening to commemorate Havdalah. And the first is a blessing over wine. And the blessing would be Baruch Adonai and that is we praise you Adonai our God, eternal one our God, sovereign of the universe who creates the fruit of the vine, meaning wine. The second blessing is a blessing over the world's spices. Baruch Adonai We praise you Adonai our God or eternal one, sovereign of the universe who creates the world's spices. The third blessing for Havdalah is a blessing over the candle itself, over the light of fire. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam borei meorei ha'esh. We praise you, Adonai, our God, sovereign of the universe who creates the light of fire. And the fourth blessing is really the one that we've been talking about, the separation, um, to separate not only the Sabbath from the rest of the week, but also the holy from the profane, light from darkness, the ways that we can see the difference. And that blessing is Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Hamadil ben Chodesh Lechol. We praise you, Adonai, our God, sovereign of the universe, who distinguishes the commonplace from the holy. And after Havdalah, 
you may hear synagogues sing words about Eliyahu Hanavi. Who, who is Eliyahu Hanavi? Eliyahu is the Hebrew word for the prophet Elijah, Elijah the prophet. And the Elijah the prophet, in, in Jewish understanding, marks the coming of the Mashiach, the Messiah, uh, or the Messianic age, the Olam Haba, the world to come. So when you hear Jews singing on Havdalah about Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet, we are hoping and praying that that week, that day, is when Elijah will come and bring the world into peace and unite the world uh, with the Messiah, whether you, whether you believe that the Messiah is a person or simply an age. And what's great uh, to know is, you know, you can ask, well, why aren't we doing this on Shabbat? Well, we know in Shabbat law we can't travel. So Elijah the prophet can't travel on Shabbat. So we hope that after we have a relaxing Shabbat, the first thing that happens is that we enter into a new world and we pray that each time. So all of that's going to build up um, to Slichot because Slichot's a wonderful service by itself, but we can't do it until we do what we need to do, which is to start our week off. Um, so I want to give a little bit of background about what what really means Slichot. We've been talking about it a lot. What does the prayer of Slichot mean? Well, Slichot um, literally uh, can be translated to forgiveness, uh, and that is a huge point to uh, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and these days of Av of asking for forgiveness. And so Slichot is going to be that first time when we're going to do that. And it takes place, as I said, in the month of Elul. Slichot are penitential prayers. Uh, and these Slichot are going to be said uh, throughout the high holidays. You're going to see prayers in this service throughout the high holidays also. Uh, they'll be repeated because there's this ongoing theme about asking for forgiveness and how we do so. So this is going to be the first time in synagogue that we start to say these words. But uh, as you attend high holiday services, you're going to hear them again. Um, the term slichot actually first appears um, in a reference to the biblical verses um, that were added to the Yom Kippur liturgy. Um, and eventually, um, holiday prayers were, were combined to make prayer books. Now, obviously, we, we're going to, uh, as Reformed Jews, there is a new prayer book that is out um, called Mishkan Hanefesh, Gates of the Soul. And a lot of communities are using that one. We haven't quite gotten there yet at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas. So what we're going to use um, is um, our machzor, our high holiday prayer book called Gates of Repentance. And it's published by the New Union Prayer Book for the Days of Awe uh, by the Central Conference of American Rabbis. And it's a, it's a red book, so we refer to it as Gates of Red. So a lot of synagogues who are reform synagogues, many of them use Gates of Red. Many of them have used them for decades. But a lot of them are transitioning over into Mishkan HaNefesh. And, um, and we hope to eventually do so at uh, the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas. We just, well, we need to get the funding to do it. So uh, if you're interested in, um, in making uh, the high holidays at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas a little more updated, um, please think about donating so that we can purchase enough of Mishkan HaNefesh for everybody. But um, the prayer book that uh, first starts talking about it, these meditations, these poetic writings about Slichot, is actually from the 9th century CE. And it's a prayer book called Rav Amram Geon. And this is the first time we really see this. 
um, these sort of prayers that have been put together. And what's amazing is if you study these these sidorim, these prayer books, you'll see how these these moments of poetry, these piyutim, which are Hebrew poet uh, poetry, these things evolve from when it was done in the ninth century to in Europe to uh, German reform all the way up to America. And you'll see who we are by looking at these prayer books. So a good way to know about what was the Jewish community like during that time is to open up a prayer book for that time. So today, when you go to a reform synagogue and you open up Mishkan Tefillah, um, our prayer book for Shabbat, you'll see prayers in there that have a great deal of connection to reform understanding, but also there'll be a prayer for the United States because it is in the United States. You'll see a prayer for Israel because we support Israel, things like that. Um, so these prayers have come a long way and they have been adapted. Um, so I want to take a moment to uh, to really get an idea for you what, what Slichot is going to look like. Um, one of the things that you are going to do in most synagogues is you'll change over your Torah mantles, your Torah covers. In, in your ark, if you, if you are part of a synagogue and you open it up, uh, there are Torahs there. And Torahs have a cover, a beautiful cloth cover onto it. And there may be other adornments for your Torah, like a crown or, or silver or things like that. But there's a cover. And it could be any color. Sometimes they're in blue, they're in red, whatever it is. But uh, during the high holiday season, it's traditional um, with the ideas of purity and starting over to change these Torah covers to special ones that are the color white. So in synagogues, starting at Slichot and going until Simchat Torah, you will see white Torah mantles rather than the other Torah mantles. And that's part of the Slichot ceremony is taking a moment, taking the Torahs out of your ark and switching them over to prepare. Now this obviously has theological implications, but also it just gets you in the zone to get you going for high holidays to say when we open the ark, oh, right, it's high holidays. And these are bright white Torah mantles. Etienne, do you have Robin? any questions so far? I've been talking for yes, about I have a question. 15 minutes. Good time, then. Good time. I was just about to interrupt you. Yes, I do have a yeah, question please. to you, Rabbi. Uh, you mentioned reformed Jews. Could you explain it to our audience, please? What do you mean by reformed Jews? Thank you very much, Etienne. And I, I appreciate that you're there to make sure that I'm clear. One of the things that I want to do is make sure that I'm um, reaching everybody and that everybody feels connected. Yes. So thank you. I want to take Thank you. I'll do that. Um, there are just I like told, any. I told you my cousin, so I have to keep you on track. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, there are in any religion, or there is rather in any religion, um, a wide range of denominations or sects of, of, of that religion. And this is, um, through Eastern religions, through Western religions, um, Christian, Islam, um, all of that, and, and it exists in Judaism as well. Judaism began as one central tribal cultic ritual um, thousands and thousands of years ago, but it has evolved um, throughout the years, and that eventually led to different understandings of Judaism and different denominations of Judaism. So uh, I was actually on the, on the phone recently with, uh, with someone who had a question about this, and they, they had thought that all Jews worship the same and think the same and dress the same. That's just what they had been taught. And what I like yeah. to tell him, what I told that, this person is what I like to tell also uh, everybody, is that there are, according to the World Council of Churches, 
30,000 denominations of Christianity in the world, 30,000. So when you take wow. that, it's very hard to believe that every Jew is going to be the same. It just doesn't make any sense. So uh, there, yeah. are deno- there are not that many denominations of Judaism, obviously, because we're a much smaller uh, group. There are 1.2 billion Christians in the world, um, and there are certainly not that many uh, Jews in the world. I think we're at 0.1% of the world population. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. um, Reform Judaism began in Germany um, with roots with the enlightenment of the world. When uh, religious people started to understand philosophy and science, they needed to, they made a choice. Either they could ignore it and say, this isn't true, um, or they could say, we need to embrace these and somehow have our religion respond to them. And that's exactly what these enlightened reformers did and started out in Germany. And this is 18th century uh, when we started to really see this. And it evolved into American Reformed Judaism when uh, Judaism transferred over to America, when, when all of the uh, people emigrated from Western Europe over in the early 1900s and a little bit before. And American Reformed Judaism is a Judaism that is uh, a more liberal and progressive Judaism. Um, we mm-hmm. are very different from our Orthodox friends um, and uh, the ultra-Orthodox friends. We're all connected and we're all Jews. Um, and there are other denominations in between. Conservative is in between. Reconstructionist is in between. But Reform Judaism is the largest denomination of, of Judaism in the world. It is the most open uh, and welcoming uh, denomination of Judaism in the world. We were the first to uh, allow women to be members of clergy. We were the first to allow interfaith marriage, to allow same-sex marriage, to allow uh, the LGBT community to become uh, members of our clergy. We respond to the world. As the world shifts and progresses, so does our religion. And so that's, uh, that's a crash course on Reformed Judaism. Mm, okay, good. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, so, and every synagogue that you're going to go to, Slichot and the High Holidays are going to be a little bit different, but if you come to the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas or you come to many of the other Reformed synagogues in America or even in the world, uh, you'll, you'll hear some uh, meditations that you can say to yourself, uh, things to get you uh, feeling the prayers of forgiveness, but you'll also uh, hear certain prayers like Shema Kolenu, which is a prayer where we ask God to hear our voice and have compassion on us. Uh, And with that compassion, accept our prayer. Uh, We get very humble. We get very vulnerable during this time to really talk about what are the human sins that we have committed during this time. And uh, there is a special uh, prayer that we'll say here, and we'll also say it throughout Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, the prayer of Vidui, the prayer that we have sinned. And we talk about what are those sins that we've done. Um, sins of arrogance, that we're too arrogant. I think, you know, sins of hatred and injustice, um, sins of being possessive or quarrelsome, um, terror and violence, these sort of things from big to small, the big ones that are obvious about being mean to people or, or you know, God forbid, a little bit worse. Um, Two little things to, was that the nicest way I could have treated that person? Have I been spreading gossip? Have I uh, been a good person? Have have I been giving uh, the tzedakah, the uh, charity to the rest of the world? Or have I been selfish? 
These are things that we have to internalize privately. But in Slichot, at that service, that's when you have to start doing it out loud because you're surrounded by Jews during that service, and you have to start talking about um, the collective sins that humans have done, and we need to take responsibility for them. Um, and there are other, other prayers that you'll hear that talk about this, the sins that we've done, what we need to think about. Um, and at the end, we do a prayer called Al-Chet. For these sins, we ask God of forgiveness, forgive us, pardon us, grant us atonement. Atonement is that big word, Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. We ask God to let us start over, better people. Let us absolutely self-reflect and see what are the things the ways that I have failed to be the best person that I can be. And next year, I'm going to be better at it. We need to talk to God right. about it. But, what, but what's most important, Etienne, and, and we talked about this a little bit on uh, Saturday, I think, during uh, Dr. Livingston's show, um, is yes. that it's not a, only about asking forgiveness for God. In Jewish tradition, a sin is not cleansed. Um, you know, forgiveness is not able to be given. Um, if you only ask God for forgiveness. In Judaism, you have to actually go to the person who you may have insulted or hurt, and you have to get their Mm. forgiveness too. Now, that's a big difference um, in Judaism than in many of some of the uh, Christian denominations where you go into a confession booth, you go in, you're done. Um, or even um, you, you pray to God and you're done once you get God's forgiveness. In Judaism, that's not how it works. In Slichot, you've got to ask for God's forgiveness. That's a big thing on the list. But if you don't go up to that person and say, I've hurt you, I've done this wrong, please, please forgive me, um, well, you have not fulfilled the essence of what Slichot and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are all about, that true vulnerability. I mean, you want to see people at their most vulnerable. It's not about praying to God silently. It's about going up to someone and swallowing your pride and saying, I'm sorry. Sure. Just as a note, um, you should, and this is just common courtesy, you should ask for forgiveness first before you walk around forgiving people. Because if you go around forgiving people, it's not really nice. People are going to be like, well, excuse me. Um, so the thing, what you want to do really is get yourself humble and ask for forgiveness. And you hope then that the other person will forgive you too. And it can be a very beautiful moment um, where you say, you know what, I didn't even know that I hurt your feelings, but I'm so glad that I know now so that I can grow and be a better person. And that, Etienne, that's really what Slichot is, is about, is being able to look inside yourself, look around the room at the other people there and know we're all human. We're all these people who, uh, who make mistakes, and that's okay, and that, that's the time for us to really reflect on it. I'm so glad that you could be on the air on this show talking about it because you make it so easy for us to understand that we all are all brothers on this earth. We may have a different language, different culture, different religion, but we have several things in common. We all worship a God. We may call them by different names, but we all worship God. We commit sins. And we have to atone or make up for those sins. And you share your way you do it. It helps us to see, maybe I can learn something from that. In fact, in the two days, Saturday and today, that I've been speaking with you or you've been speaking with me, I've learned 
many ways that maybe I will start changing because, like you said, forgiveness isn't just a matter of words. It's a combination of words and action. And we do a lot of words when we pray, but we don't always do a lot of action. And I think that's a good part for me personally to start picking up on. Thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. And one thing I want to mention is that, you know, a lot of people talk about from a religious point of view, obviously I'm a rabbi, so I'm in a religious business, but Slichot and Yom Kippur and things like that can, can work. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in the business. Um, Can work. um, If you have no religion at all, atheists and agnostics and wherever you are, this this is a fine time of the year for, you know, it hasn't, it can have nothing to do with God to go up to someone and say, Hey, I want to be a better person. I want to grow. And yes. I need to know if I've done something wrong. Um, and that's the, really the beauty of, uh, as you said, yes, yes, that connects yes. us to it. it. It doesn't matter what religion you have or even if you have a religion. This is a yes. time when we can grow together. Just that alone makes for a better community, makes for a better country, makes for a better nation, makes for a better world. And that's where peace comes from, when we love each other and Absolutely. care about each other. Interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Rabbi, in the, in, the, in the remaining time, four minutes we have, do you have uh, uh, comments about the interfaith you might want to mention and also about uh, the, uh, the prayer breakfast for the Congress lady? Ah, thank you very much. So um, I have been um, very humbly honored uh, this year by our, our representative in Congress, our Congresswoman, uh, Congresswoman Stacy Plaskett. And she is yes. holding a... Yes, she is holding a uh, faith, family, and friends prayer brunch, um, and uh, the theme of it is called Bridging Our Community, and it's going to be myself and, and other reverends and pastors who are to be honored um, at that brunch, and, and we'll give some prayers and things like that, so it's really um, such, a, uh, such an honor uh, to be honored there. I mean, I've only been on island a little bit over a year, and so... Um, I just think it's uh, quite an honor to be at this brunch. Um, if people would sure. like to come to this brunch, it's $40 a ticket. Um, it'll be at Victor's New Hideout on Saturday, October 15th, 2016, and it goes from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So my guess is there's all kinds of stuff happening there, not just about me yes. um, for those three hours. <laughs> um, so uh, so I think it'll be great, and I'm pretty sure you can contact the uh, Congresswoman's office uh, to get uh, tickets, and we hope to see a lot of people in the congregation, um, a lot of people in the community go and support uh, your faith leaders and, and your representatives and all the things that we're trying to do to bridge our community, to make our community better. And uh, we hope that uh, – go ahead, Indian. Yeah. No, no, I'm just I'm supporting you. I'm just saying fantastic, great. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, you mentioned the Interfaith Council. The Interfaith Council of the Caribbean, of which I serve as founder and director, has been here on the island since January of 2016. We have over 12 members of clergy spanning across Christian denominations, Jewish denominations, Muslim denominations, um, and we always are hoping for to get more. So if you are a faith leader or if you know about a faith leader, please contact me, uh, and my contact info is in the link for this, uh, for this show and we'd love to have more voices on that council so that we can work together to find the needs of this community in St. Thomas and the rest of the sure. Caribbean. Um, because as we, we often say, uh, one voice can be ignored. But when you get 12 to 15 faith voices that represent thousands of constituents, thousands of people 
well, it's a lot harder to ignore, and that's how we get things done. So that's what the Interfaith Council right. is all about. Okay. Now, in the two minutes, I'm going to put you in the spot. Would it be possible to give a closing prayer in Hebrew as well as in English? I would be happy to. Um, this is a first okay. show, and anytime there's something new in your life, there's a prayer called what's called the Shech Yanu. Shech Yanu prayer okay. is something that you say for new holidays, new birthdays, uh, anniversaries, things that you want to repeat and things that are good. So I'll say it for you yes. in Hebrew. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shechianu V'Kiyamanu V'Higianu Lazman Hazeh. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe, who has created us, who has sustained us, and who has allowed us to reach this moment, this season, this day, this event. And that's it. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, Rabbi, I almost call you pastor. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm speechless right now. I'm having a moment. But this has been your debut episode. We want to tell the audience, come on back every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time or right now Atlantic time because when the clocks go back, we'll be an hour ahead. We'll keep talking on that. But we want to thank you for listening to us. Be sure to come back. Make sure you write down the number. Number is 323-870-4095. Until next week, we'll see you same time, same place. So long, Rabbi. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome.